We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die show. I hope you are having a great week. Looking forward to a wonderful conversation with you today. And I want to start off, as always, by saying thank you. Thank you for watching. If you are on the YouTube channel watching this, I appreciate it. If you're listening, thank you for listening. For those of you over at Mojo, thank you for listening there as well. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope that the content that is uh, produced and provided here is a help to you. That's why I do it. And uh, I trust this has helped to you. If you're listening at Mojo, please continue to do that. Take some time when this is over to go over to YouTube. Find my YouTube channel. You can look for my name, Jeremy Stolnecker. Really simple, Jeremy Stolnecker. You can find my name there. And uh, you can find my channel. And I would encourage you, please, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Share the content out. Leave a comment. This is not the only thing that's there. There is a lot of other content there as well. And uh, I'd love for you to uh, be able to check that out. And again, hopefully that's a help to you. For those of you that are listening to the podcast version of this, thank you for doing that. Make sure that you subscribe to whatever service you are listening to this podcast from or on. And uh, make sure you get these episodes when they uh, they come out, when they are produced. And uh, generally that's on uh, Friday night or Saturday morning. These are pushed out. So make sure that you're subscribed there. That would be great. Again, you as well, please take some time to go over to YouTube and check out the videos there. That would be awesome. And as we jump into this, I will remind you, you can find this content, blog posts, uh, all of my social uh, content, everything at jeremystalnecker.com. jeremystalnecker.com. Everything is right there. So go check that out. Would love it. You can leave me a a comment, send me a message, and uh, that would be awesome. Again, I really appreciate sharing this time with you. This is the March or Die show, and this is the show where I do my best either by interviewing guests who can help give insight on this topic or by sharing thoughts and uh, ideas that I have, things I've experienced or seen in others on the topic of moving forward when it feels like your world is falling apart. And man, we understand that. We know what it's like to live in a world (laughs) where it feels like everything is falling apart or falling down around us. Now, uh, this may be globally. We look at the world around us and we see so many problems and so many difficulties and so many obstacles and it feels like things are out of control. It may be our world. It may be those relationships that we're involved in. It could be uh, something that we're dealing with at work or maybe a financial hardship. It could be something else. Whatever it is for you. This is the show 
where, again, I do my best to provide principles and ideas and some motivation to push forward in spite of those things. Uh, The idea in all of this is that we have really two choices. Uh, I mention this every week. Two choices. (laughs) We can stay where we are and die. We can do that. That death is uh, so often anything but physical. We think of death in very physical terms. It's something that happens when a person stops breathing. They are dead. But how many people are breathing? They're alive. They're working. They're doing the stuff they're supposed to do. And yet, if you could get a peek on the inside, they're dead. There is no purpose. There is no hope. There is no direction. They've simply decided that they will exist. And existing is not living. They've decided, because it's a decision we make, to stay where they are and die. It's just too hard. But there are others, and this is what we talk about on this show, who have decided that it's better to march. Marching doesn't mean you have it all figured out. It doesn't mean you know exactly what the end looks like from where you are right now. It simply means you've decided that you will put one foot in front of the other and move to a better place. That's what we talk about And I want to talk about that today from a perspective that I think all of us can relate to, to some degree, all of us understand to some degree, but all of us, if we're honest, struggle in this very specific area. What we're going to talk about today is forgiveness. I'll pause and let that sink in for just a second. We're going to talk about forgiveness. Have you ever had to forgive someone? Have you ever had to be forgiven? When I talk about tactics, strategies, uh, tools that you can use to move forward in spite of what may be happening in your life, there is perhaps no more powerful tool, tactic, (laughs) strategy, whatever it is you want to call it, than the power to forgive. In fact, there is tremendous freedom found in forgiveness. And yet I believe that many of us find ourselves in situations where we are unable to move forward simply because we have an eye perhaps to the future. We hope to move somewhere else to find ourselves in a better place, but we're reaching back to the past and we will not let go. There's something in our past that's holding us back. There's someone that has hurt us and we just don't have the ability or the desire to let go of that. In fact, so often the traumas, the trials, the hurts of our past become a very real part of our identity. But here's the truth. The truth is you will never find real freedom. You'll never find the ability to move forward in spite of the obstacles that life will inevitably present until you find the ability to forgive. We're going to talk about forgiveness for a few minutes today. And again, I hope this will be a help to you. This is something that can absolutely change your life. I'll tell you, though, having talked to a lot of people about this and topics like this, uh, I understand this is extremely personal as well. If you have been hurt by someone in your past, and it's a, it's a hurt that you can't forgive, or you've, you've been un- unable to forgive, I was going to say unwilling, but un- unable to forgive, then perhaps even hearing the topic of forgiveness, you give yourself a pass or you say something like, yes, but they've hurt me so bad. 
I can't forget. I have a hard time looking at them if they're still in my life or thinking back on that situation. The feeling of what happened to me, what they did to me, what they said to me, how they hurt me, it's replayed in my mind over and over and over again. It's so real. Not only can I remember it, but I feel it. I think to some degree we can all relate to this. It's amazing how this happens. And when it does... What we have done is constructed a cell (laughs) around ourselves, a cell that has an open door, but one that we are either unwilling or unable to walk out of. You see, a lack of forgiveness creates an environment where we lack freedom. What's interesting about this is that it's not because we can't find freedom or cannot be free. It's because we've somehow decided that what we relate to and what we understand inside of that cell is either something that we have so identified with, we want to hang on to, it sounds strange, or we concluded at some point, it's easier to just stay there than it is to walk out that open door. Here's the decision we're making in the midst of a life of unforgiveness. We're making the decision to stay where we are and die, Instead of putting one uncertain, difficult foot in front of the other, moving out of that cell and beyond, where we can find true freedom. I don't know if you need this. I don't know if someone else that you know needs this. But this conversation around forgiveness is a big one. It certainly would require more time than we have today. But it's something that we at least need to think about about. When we think about forgiveness, I want to give you some uh, strategies perhaps that you can employ to understand forgiveness and to begin moving forward in forgiveness, to forgive those who have hurt you, to uh, forgive and let go of what is holding you back. I believe that forgiveness is something that we have absolute control over even though it doesn't feel like it. Why do we need to forgive? This is the first question we have to answer because a lot of people will say, well, I don't want to forgive. Why do I have to forgive? (laughs) Oh, man, this is a strange one. It's strange because I have had the exact same thought. I've said the exact same thing. I don't want to. I want to hang on to this feeling. I'm afraid if I forgive, I'm letting them off the hook or I'm letting them go. The problem is, if we don't forgive, then what grows is bitterness. We become bitter. In fact, in the Bible, it says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15, we need to look carefully so that we don't fall short of the grace of God unless a root of bitterness will spring up, causing trouble and defilement in our lives. 
That's a paraphrase of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15. The Bible says, and it is true, that if we hang on to a lack of forgiveness, what is a small hurt becomes bitterness, and that bitterness like a root grows in us, causing trouble in other areas. And it causes what the Bible calls defilement. It, it, it ruins everything it touches. Now check this out. <laughs> Maybe you're having problems in your current relationships because of the root of bitterness that's grown up inside of you, the resentment that you're holding for someone else in an old relationship. Maybe someone hurt you in your past or something happened in your past and because you have been unwilling to forgive, now every other area of your life is poisoned by that lack of forgiveness. It doesn't make sense, but we know that's what happens. You begin to look at every other relationship or situation in your life from the position of what happened back there. And so what happened back there, you're hanging on to it, unwilling and unable to move forward where you are. Every work relationship is a bad relationship because at some point someone hurt you at work. Your boss, every boss, doesn't matter who they are, they're an idiot. <laughs> because at one point you had an idiot boss who hurt you. And now you view everything that way. You're in a relationship with a husband or a wife, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, uh, other relationships inside of your family. And you view all of them from the position or the point of hurt. Because you've been unwilling to let go of that. You're sitting in that jail cell with the door open looking out and you see everything through those bars. Because that's where you are. This root of bitterness has grown up inside of you. The truth in all of this is that resentment and bitterness are the fruit of unforgiveness. They're not separate emotions or feelings. They will continue to control us until we have forgiven the offender. Is this fair? It's not. <laughs> but it's true. Resentment and bitterness are fruit, but the root is unforgiveness. We need to forgive because it creates this bitterness within us. It develops resentment in us. But as I've mentioned, it creates bondage. Unforgiveness is the act of making the offense more important than the person who committed the offense or others that are affected by the incident. I'll say that again. I know it's difficult if you're listening on the radio or listening to a podcast uh, to, to get all of this, but unforgiveness is the act. It's a decision we make to make the offense what has hurt us, more important than the person who committed the offense or more important than the others that are affected by it. Here's what I mean. In the context of a relationship, someone hurts us and we make that hurt far more important than the person who did the hurting. I know not every forgiveness leads to a point of complete reconciliation, but in so many areas of our lives, people have hurt us in ways that can be forgiven, that should be forgiven, and that don't need to be more important than the relationship. 
But unforgiveness says, I care more about how I've been hurt than I do about the person who hurt me. Or in so many instances, as I mentioned, those things that happened in our past that we're unwilling to forgive. Or that incident, that that offense, that hurt that happened in my past is more important than the people I'm hurting right now. My broken relationships. It creates bondage. Creates bondage. The gift of forgiveness is a gift that enables us to be who we were created to be in spite of what has happened to us. This goes back to identity. (laughs) It goes back to a place where we say, you know what, I will no longer be identified or find my identity in what's happened in my past. Regardless of what has happened, as hurtful, as difficult as that may be, and I might need help navigating that and pushing beyond that, as difficult as all of that may be, I am not going to allow my past to prevent me from being all that God wants me to be. A lack of forgiveness creates bondage. You might say, well, I understand that. I get it. It creates bitterness. I'm experiencing that. <laughs> creates resentment, also experiencing that. I feel the bondage, I know that, but here's my mental block. This is what a lot of people will say, because this is what I've said. Here's my mental block. If I forgive, what happens to the person I'm forgiving? If I forgive, does that mean I need to forget? If I forgive, uh, does that mean I need to put myself in a position where I'll be hurt again? Here's what forgiveness is not. It's not forgetting. You'll never forget. In fact, so often it's remembering hurt that gives us empathy towards others. It's remembering the past and how we've been affected by the behaviors of others that makes us better, that helps us to grow into the person that we need to be for those around us. You don't forget. And to say you need to forgive and forget is really naive. It's not forgetting. Nor is it assigning blame. It's not letting someone off the hook because of what they've done. This is how we feel, isn't it? Well, if I forgive you, I'm letting you off the hook. It's not that you no longer feel because we do. We remember these things and we feel. It's not simply moving on. It's not uh, pretending (laughs) everything is okay. It's not putting yourself in danger again. It's not any of those things. Forgiveness is being able to be in the midst of suffering for what someone has done to you and to be able to sincerely say, as Jesus did in Luke 23 and verse 34, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's not forgetting. It's not assigning blame. It's not letting them off the hook. It's not putting yourself in a position to be hurt again. It's not simply moving on. Here's what it is. It's releasing the offender. They are no longer accountable to you. Now that doesn't mean they're no longer accountable. They're accountable to God. They're accountable to get right with you. They're accountable in so many ways. They are responsible for their behaviors. We talk so often about responsibility. Uh, It's not letting them off the hook or letting them go. It's releasing them from your own hands. They're not accountable to you. It's in the midst of your hurt, in the midst of your suffering, saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It is releasing the unforgiven 
and moving toward your intended future. That's what it is. You see, you can't move forward if you're always looking back. Worse, you can't move forward if you're holding on to something in your past, something that's behind you. It's opening your hand. It's releasing the unforgiven and deciding that God (laughs) is the one to whom they should be responsible, but that you are responsible for simply putting one foot in front of the other and moving toward the intended future that God has for you. So how do we do this? And again, I know this is not easy. This is a lifetime. So often this is coming back to a place of remembering, understanding, releasing, and following through on these things I'll tell you about here in just a second. Every day, it's about going through this process again and again and again, deciding I'm not going to hang on to that. I'm not going to let that prevent me from moving forward. I'm going to open my hand and let them go. They're no longer responsible or accountable to me. There's some things we can do, though, and I want to give you a couple of thoughts as we kind of finish up today. How can you do this? Well, I think forgiveness begins with a decision, just like everything else. You need to decide to forgive. You say it can't be that easy. It's not. (laughs) It's not easy. But it begins with a decision. If you wait until you feel like forgiving, uh, chances are very good that feeling will never come. You need to decide to forgive. We say, I'm not going to forgive them until they come to me or until they ask me for forgiveness or whatever. We need to decide to forgive in spite of how we feel. There are a lot of areas that feelings are very helpful. This is an area, I believe, where feelings can be hurtful and damaging. Because there's often so much emotion attached to whatever it is that someone's done to us. We need to decide, knowing that it is best for us and for others that we forgive, we need to decide first to forgive. That's the first thing we have to do. I believe we also then need to put things into proper perspective. It's crazy. We all do things that are not nice to others. We, we hurt people. We say things. We do things. Somehow we want people to extend grace to us. <laughs> we know why we do things, and we want people to be quick to forgive us, but we're very slow to forgive them sometimes. Um, only one perfect person has ever lived on this earth. That's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He was perfect. He was without sin, without error, and he was murdered by his own creation. And yet he came to pay the price for sin. That that creation who murdered him needed him to pay. He is our example. If Jesus can forgive us, then who is it that we cannot forgive? What is it that someone's done to you that is unforgivable? Now I pause here because I know that some people have been hurt very, very deeply. And so often, even in the context of the programs that we run, um, I talked to men and women who were abused as children by people that should have cared for them. 
the deep, deep hurt. As horrible as that is, as deep as that hurt is, I don't believe it's as deep as the hurt of the creation murdering the Creator, (laughs) Jesus. Jesus demonstrated forgiveness and self-sacrifice. He is the model. He is the standard. Now, we're not Jesus. We're not perfect. And so forgiveness is a process we have to go through. But again, it's not about the act committed against us. It's about having the ability to move forward into the life that God has created us to live. You'll never do that until you follow the example of Christ. It's important in gaining the right perspective to even ask the question, why would they do that? Where were they coming from? How were they hurt? What is it that they are dealing with? Again, none of these things lets them off the hook or excuses their bad behavior. But sometimes taking two steps back and asking, where in the world did this come from? is a process that can give us the right perspective to say, I don't agree with it. This does not let them off the hook. That's not okay. But it makes it possible for us to take the next step to actually forgive. Gain the right perspective. We've made a decision. We've done our best to get the right perspective. Jesus is our example. There are reasons that people do things. Let's do our best to understand it and then act. (laughs) How do we do this? Well, I think it needs to begin with prayer. God knows us. God cares about us. God, help me to see this clearly. Help me to understand it. Help me to do what I need to do. We then need to ask forgiveness for the things that we need to ask forgiveness for from others and from God. We can't hold in one hand hurt toward others while on the other hand hoping to forgive the hurts that have been done to us. We pray for God's help and direction. We ask forgiveness for the things that we need to forgive. We trust God in this process We focus on the right thing, that is our relationship with our Creator. And we do our best to learn from this this experience so that we can move forward in the future. On the other side of forgiveness, there is release from bitterness and resentment. Hopefully there is reconciliation with the other person. I know that's not always possible. In fact, sometimes people hurt us in ways they need to end up in prison for. I get that. But even in that process, we can release the person who's done that hurt to deal with the consequences of their own behavior, but releasing them so that we can continue to move forward. Finally, there is renewal. There is renewal. Because the bitterness, the resentment, and the hurt are no longer controlling our thoughts and actions. There can be victory. There can be momentum in our life. There certainly is hope. If we'll walk out of the prison cell that we've created around ourselves. We've all been hurt. We all have things that we could look to and say, I can never Forgive that. But understand, if you say, I could never forgive that, 
what you're really saying is, I'm content to hold on to something that will prevent me from moving forward in my life. I will never fully be in this relationship, in this workplace, in this environment, in the world, in my relationship with God, all that I was created to be. I'm making that decision because I'm deciding to keep that person accountable to me instead of releasing them so that I can move forward. I hope that's a help to you. (laughs) I hope it gains for you some perspective on this issue. It's a tool. It's a strategy. Please hear me. You will never march beyond the obstacles and the trials and the difficulties of life if you're constantly looking over your shoulder, constantly hanging on to something in your past, if you're sitting in that cell because you are unwilling to forgive. Because remember, (laughs) in life, you only have two choices. We talk about every week how to do this and how how to move into this, how to lean into this. But all of this boils down to one of two decisions you have to make every day. Will you stay where you are and die? Breathing perhaps, going to work, doing the stuff you're supposed to do, but without hope, without purpose, without direction, dead on the inside. It's just too hard. I can't move from here. Will you stay where you are and die? Or will you decide to put one foot in front of the other and march? As hard as it may be, the choice is always yours. Hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you next time. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.